Welcome to Letterbooks Book Club. My name is Claire. And I'm Mackenzie. And today we are talking about Sarah J Mass's House of Sky and Breath, the illustrious sequel to House of Blood and Earth, and it's a doozy. <laughs> yes, it is very intense. And without further ado, when Kenzie is ready, she will read us the blurb. Yes, I will read the blurb. The deadliest power, the fiercest passion, the cruelest fate. Bryce Quinlan and Hunt Athalar have made a pact. As they process the events of the spring, they will keep things platonic until the solstice. But can they resist when the crackling tension between them is enough to set the whole of Crescent City aflame? And they are not out of danger yet. Dragged into a rebel movement they want no part of, Bryce, Hunt and their friends find themselves pitted against the terrifying Asteri, whose notice they must avoid at all costs. But as they learn more about the rebel cause, they face a choice. Stay silent while others are oppressed or fight, and they've never been good at staying silent. Alrighty, Kenzie. Thoughts, feelings, emotions, as always, as best as you can. Um, first of all, I would like to preface this by saying that there will be spoilers, lots of spoilers from the outset and throughout, because there is no way to talk about this without talking about what happens. So don't listen to this unless you've read it. Um, this is a good book. This is a really good book. Plot-wise, a lot happens. I think some of the plot is a bit menial. We didn't really need it, and that's fine. But it was still a good read. I enjoyed the uh, build-up, the climax, and the come-down, and then the second climax. <laughs> So yeah, it was good. I yeah, I enjoyed it. It's good follow up, good story building. I have thoughts about things, but we'll get into that. What about you? I'm in a bit of a brain fog <laughs> right now. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Yeah, I liked it. It was very some really intense moments. It kind of leads on from the first book. It's still like very buddy cop investigation mm. type of story, leading us in all sorts of places. I didn't think there was a good balance between mm. all of the story point of views and so some elements seem to stretch longer and others seem to just happen in a blink of an eye and that kind of annoyed me irritated me a little bit I enjoyed it I felt so sucked into this world and like I really didn't want to finish it almost as well because I just want to stay in it forever and obviously the story has a long way to go I wonder if it is going to be like a trilogy or if it's gonna these three these books itself have a trilogy component with the added yeah do you think it'll be four because it'll be the four houses i feel like they're just the titles of the books it has nothing to do with the actual yeah. allegiances of the houses is what bothers me as well i suppose considering where they're trying to get to at the end of the book perhaps it will be yeah. called house of flame and shadow or shadow and yeah. flame whichever way it is but yeah anyway yeah i yeah. enjoyed it so much but yeah yeah i've written down as well that like i felt felt like I got very lost in the plot and not in a good way in like there was so much going on that I was like I feel like you could have taken like two plots out like I feel like there was an A plot a B plot a C plot and a D plot. Darian's plot can get fucked and Ethan's plot can get fucked it's okay you can say it. But not even that like I could have gotten rid of the Emile stuff yeah and just like been like about Sophie like, it could have mm. just been, like, finding out what was Danica's secrets involving Sophie, and then that would make them go into the re- rebellion. Like, I, yeah, I have that, like, good on them. They saved an innocent life in the long run at what cost. Yeah, like... <laughs> Do you think there was a rush to get this out? When was this published? Oh, no, this was, this was published this, was this, year. this year. Yeah, I remember. That was a stupid question. But when was... Was Crescent City last year? Last year, yeah. I think there was a rush because she was pregnant and going on maternity leave. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty, Kenzie, lead us the way. Can we just start with the prologue? Yes. Because a prologue that is actually relevant <laughs> to the book. Yes. We love it. We love it. I My first thought when I was reading the prologue, I was worried. I was like, oh no, this is going to be another like Nesta Cassian situation where they've just gone off from the plot and they've picked up side characters. And I was like, oh no, like where are Bryce and Hunt? Like where are my babies? But no, it was actually relevant. We were introduced to uh, Agent Silver and Sophie and Emil and the Hind. They're yeah in a chase. Uh, Sophie rescuing Emil and everything. Mm-hmm. It was a very intense start. At first, I was like, what the hell is going on? I have no idea where we are. Who these yeah. people are? I was like, I hope this is not another history lesson. <laughs> yeah, it kind of was, but not yeah. to the extent of some. Of, the, of another series. Yeah, I think it did a good job of setting up, like, this is about the Rebellion, the Rebels, and, yeah, these are the new characters that you need to look out for, and blah, 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 blah. Very good. I enjoyed that. It was intense. And, yes, it did kind of lead on with the plot perfectly. Great. Yes. And I, yeah, I liked that Agent Silver, we find out that he is Prince Cormac. Silverbow. Yeah. I just have it as Silver. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. Just kind of like with Agent Daybright. Sorry. It's like, Day. 
Yeah, it's a day and night, yeah. That's no, all good. I don't know how I felt about, like, because the, the human names are so basic, like Sophie, Pippa, and then you get, yeah. like, yeah, Rune and, you know, Hunt Orion. Like, the humans don't get cool names, it seems. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. Good prologue. It sets us up really well. And Thunderbirds, that's pretty cool. They sound also OP. Yeah. It reminds me of yeah. that Firebird situation from that other series. Yes. That's what I was going to say. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's very reminiscent of that. So, I know, yeah, we were talking about how the arranged marriage between Cormac and Bryce, and you're like, oh, I wonder if, like, he just agreed to it to... Have an excuse. Close. Yeah, have an excuse. And I was like, oh, no, like, I don't know. But now that I'm looking back, I'm like, yeah, actually, love. <laughs> like, he's like, I love Sophie, so I'm going to do everything I, in my I think power. he even said, like, the engagement arrangement needed to be upheld because he can't just come to Crescent City willy-nilly all the time. And so yeah. it was a very good cover. And, of course, Bryce has to blow it, doesn't she? But we'll get, we'll get yes. to that. But, yeah, the arranged marriage straight off the bat, I was like, what the hell is going on? Welcome to the world, yeah. princess. This is the life yeah, you chose to use your title. <laughs> Here are the consequences. Exactly. Now, I kind of love that Bryce got a bit of her own medicine as well, like doing that stuff. Because, yeah. like, at this point, she's been going around semi, like, uh, with no consequence upon her. So it's nice, you know, as much as I love Bryce, it's nice getting her pegged down a little bit, you know. She needs to remember she's, you know, confined to this society and, like, yeah. Otherwise, she'd end up like Danica dead in a ditch somewhere. Yes. <laughs> Bye-bye. So I also like as well how it picked up straight away. Like Bryce and Hunt are kind of like just doing their thing. It's like they want each other, but they don't. But they want to keep it platonic, but they can't. They're very hungry for each other. Yeah, and they're like, we're going to stay friends till solstice. And of course, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> the old, yeah, the good old can't wait. I wanted to jump in to some plot just straight away because I like yeah I want to ignore some things because I I don't care about it (laughs) also at any point if you have a get off your chest moment just just say it and we'll move on yeah so I want to talk about Bryce and Hunt being mates yes so this was interesting because I was like oh maybe they're just using the term like mates because they love each other so much um and all that stuff but then there's that thing about how Rune can smell that their scents have changed and obviously they're mingled with each other. And I'm just wondering if that maybe in Lenatheon, in the Crescent City, that mates goes beyond like a predetermined thing. Like it does, or you do get like kind of a choice in the matter. Mm. Yeah, and I think every species have their own different definition of what mates are. And so, yeah, when mm. Bri- when Hunt's told her oh can I call you my mate that's why she like flipped out essentially yeah but yeah and you know given from the other series is that we've read mates have a completely <laughs> significant meaning and yeah. they're very strict to the same species as well like Faye and Faye are mates so it was very interesting to see how he is is he like Faye of sorts as well but yeah very interesting but we've been new of course they're mates yeah we've been new of course they are um, I was very worried that he was going to get the um, first love interest treatment and die. Or I mean, something. it's still there. It could still happen. <laughs> yeah, he, it could still happen. Yeah, and then, but also, I kind of dislike Bryce because it's like, okay, yay, like you found your mate, well done. And I was like, there's now nothing stopping you. Like, you can be the princess and like marry Cormac and just go to like all the public things together or whatever, and have like hunt. Like, you don't have to be having sex with Cormac you don't have to be doing anything spicy or anything like you just need to be in public together Mm. and it would have been fine and like because apparently like it's very accepted across all of these books and universes and series that you have like you have your marriage and you have your consort yeah exactly yeah and it's like I'm not saying that Hunt's her consort like we know that Hunt's her mate like she can do everything she wants with him in the privacy of her own time I agree with that I love that rant yeah (laughs) she would have saved a lot of trouble she would have but of course her despise for like the autumn king and everything in regards to him and his views and ideology she just is a big fuck you to him yeah yeah. like sometimes you just got to put on your big girl pants Mm. but again if rune could smell the scent change then everybody else could too so like they'd rather address the elephant in the room as opposed to just like keep hiding it I thought there was going to be, like, a whole shipping war with, like, Ethan and Bryce because it's been known that Ethan kind of is in love with Bryce in a way. But, yeah, I'm kind of glad that was kind of short-lived. 
or never yeah. never really fully came to fruition. And plus, I don't know how I feel about the like, you know, the brothers falling for the same girl type of thing and then one's always jealous and then one is somehow died or away or just incapacitated and the other kind of swims in. Diary. <laughs> yeah. For sure, yeah. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps it is the underlying vampire diaries and all those types of things. Like, I'm, I'm sick. Of- Fallen. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I love that they're mates, and it kind of bodes well with the type of powers that they have, like being able to recharge each other, or at least for Bryce to be able to charge her up. Like, I suppose anyone with intense magic and being able to harness her, they could do it. So yeah. it's not that special, I don't think, but. No, I loved it. But maybe it makes it more special because they're mates, so it's like a Karen thing. Yeah, so that's what I was, I was also thinking throughout the entire thing. Like, Karen, oh no. Yeah. But then, yeah, she was able to do shit with Hypaxia, so. Yeah. Maybe Starlight Magic is like an intense raw magic as well, perhaps. Yes, this is true. Sorry, I'll be holding. I also, low-key, before I found out the plot stuff, I kind of shipped Hunt and Celestina. Celestina? Cilist- <laughs> Celestina? Yeah. Celestina, yeah. Celestina, yeah. Um, be- obviously before I knew the truth so don't come for me I, I, retra- <laughs> I re- retract that entire ship but like that's okay I think because they're like so nice and understanding to each other and it's just oh, so refreshing having a nice archangel until she righted them out <laughs> next I think we could have cut out three quarters of this book if Danica hadn't had 30,000 secrets yes <laughs> I agree <laughs> 30,001 yeah. and I think it really takes well for me at least it really takes away from like the meaningful like they're best friends like they know everything about each other like light it up Danica because on a base level Bryce had no idea who she was yeah I that irritated me as well I've written down some secrets okay Danica is a bloodhound yes Dusk's truth mm-hmm. her mate yes that is all that I wrote down but still <laughs> rebel Sophie rebel, rebel Sophie Bo's the secret blood, the ancestry research, research comes from research. <laughs> comes from the dusk truth stuff as well, ish. Yeah. Perhaps. And um, what else? Uh, oh, the stuff in the first book, the yeah, synth, so the synth stealing the horn. Yeah. Um, Putting yeah. the horn in. Yeah. Working with Micro and the, the Red Industries and Redna, whatever the fuck. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, yeah, it really does kind of discredit the relationship. And it's like, I'm all for, you know, like keeping like, oh, I'm not going to tell so-and-so this because it's going to keep them safe. But this is a joke. Yeah, look. like, And it's the only way for kind of to keep Bryce dangling on. It's like, oh, I must know about Danica, your supposed best friend. But it's, yeah, it, it it's strings her along. Like, if I was in that situation, I'd be like, you know what? Good for her. Fuck yeah, I'm done. Good for her. Like, <laughs> so it's nothing to do with me no more. Yeah, I'm done. But perhaps, uh, I know like her and uh, Sabine didn't have much of an interaction except for a couple little alter- altercations, but maybe it's also a bit of a fuck you to Sabine because Danica would sure as hell never tell her anything. So maybe yeah. a bit of superiority of like, oh, I know her better than you as well, perhaps. Yeah. Um, and then also because Danica knew about Bryce's starborn power. Mm-hmm. I think we touched on this last time, but sh- like at some point, like that would have been very useful. <laughs> yeah. In a rebellion sort of like scenario as well. Like, come on. Maybe Sophie told Danica that Pippa is not to be trusted. Yeah. And it's always in like modern day kind of even sci fi fantasy where it's like there's an alien invasion or some sort of invasion and there are rebels and all that type of stuff. Like, you never trust the rebels. The rebels are never to be yeah. trusted. And so I yeah. got, I had that feeling from the get go from this book. Yeah. If there's, yeah, a war and there are supposed rebels with the, you know, morally superior ideals, chances are they're not as good as you think they are, mm-hmm. which is reigned true thus far. I know we touched on this in the first book, the lines up with Danica's secrets and stuff. Like, her secrets should have stayed in the first buried book. Buried with her? In the first, <laughs> stayed buried with her yeah. in the first book. Like, I feel like that was yeah. the end of Danica. Again, just to reiterate, it really just is there to string Bryce along in this book. Yeah. Otherwise, why else would they have any intrigue in any of this rebel stuff? They would have been like, oh, there's rebels in the city, let's dispatch them. Yeah, and again, like we said before, this book has so much going on that, like, yeah, any plot could have been taken out and it still would have been the same book. Yeah. And it would have been more concise, but that's fine. I still love it. It's a good time. Yeah. I'm probably jumping ahead, so cut in if you want, but I want to talk about Rune. It's too much work. Um, I won't. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about Rune um, and Day, Agent Day Bride. 
mm-hmm. um, communicating. First of all, I want to talk about how I think this is like a day Marty kind of thing. I reckon. Yep. So there's a little bit of, little bit of that going on. Um, second, so they are communicating. I don't know why Agent Silver can't do this. Because uh, <laughs> he doesn't have that mind speak ability. This is true. That's right. Sorry. Oh, yeah, because I don't have the radio. Yeah. So this goes into the territory. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna try and do this, and then I'm gonna say the other things. That, okay. And you're gonna be like, you're gonna be like, yeah. That's okay. <laughs> I'll be sure to go. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um. So I want to talk about that because yeah. So that's really sweet. They. I'm assuming they fall in love. They do the mind sex, which I'm not really sure how it works, but Me that's fine. Neither. And then it found out that um, Agent Daybright is Lydia, who is the Hind, so she's essentially the enemy. So I have several things to say here. One, I love the fake bad guy trope. Love it. Me too. Love Me the, too. Love the fake torture. Eat that shit up. <laughs> yeah. Yum. Good soup. <laughs> this is my bread and butter <laughs> with my good soup. Um, love that. Second, there is a theory going around on the internet that makes me cry, and it's about how they think that. Lydia as the hind is going to have to torture Rune Aww. um get in quotation marks get the truth out of him but then in his and but then like he'll collapse and then she'll be in his mind like holding him <laughs> and saying sorry no and, uh, that's so heartbreaking yeah. no yeah um and then the, this is the last one this is a bleh one <laughs> um Reese and Rune are related bleh, yeah <laughs> I, I agree with that because I'd like to go more into this later, but yeah, yeah. I mean, just the, des- the descriptions alone, like it yeah. just seems like they are the descendant, he, a descendant of that particular fae. Yeah, because yeah, okay. I'll just go into my theories now. Let's just go. Let's have yeah, fun. Okay. So they both, yeah, are described as having purple eyes. The powers are in shadows, and but they have starlight in their shadows. So, yeah, it can be, like, overrun by the darkness, but it's not. And then the Daimati and, oh, and their black hair. Yeah. And just yeah. their, like, starlight sort of night aesthetic. Because... Yeah. See, and I sent you yeah. a message. Imagine Rune at Starfall, like... Yeah. And even now Bryce, potentially. Yeah. Like, oh, the Shining, yeah. the... Yeah, look, oh, I don't know, dude. Because you know that whiteboard chick on TikTok? Mm-hmm. The, yeah. yeah, with the spatula. Yeah, yeah with the spatula. <laughs> Trigger Kenzie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hello, um, spatula. I know you're listening to these now. <laughs> I screenshotted a video. I think it had spoilers, but like I just screenshotted the video just so I can have her username so I can go back. I'm definitely going to look back through her TikToks and just watch every single video now that I've I love watching them, but I don't know what it is about her, but she gives me the ick. <laughs> yeah, really? I don't know. Maybe it's the, the sanctimoniousness of the tone. Like, this is this and that and that, blah, blah, I blah. I think so, Maybe. yeah. And it's like, it's like, yes, this makes sense. But ultimately, we don't know. Yeah, but like, I want to punch you in the face <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> oh, no. I hope she doesn't watch this, listen to this. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, spatula girl. But yeah, but I guess they could be descendants or Sarah Demas just has an aesthetic. That she likes. No, bro, I have a whole theory about this. Okay. Actually, I didn't come up with a theory, but like I have read the theories about this. Yeah. We'll get into it later. Okay. <laughs> Rune and the Hind. It was, I really loved just the the whole progression of that. You know, started out as, oh, who are you? Mm. It's like, I'm your contact, whether you like it or not. With the Demati thing, I think because they connected with the crystal first, it just opened the pathway for communication. Yeah. Like, it might. Yeah. I think that's what Rune even said. Yeah. But yeah, it is kind of weird. But I think, again, like, there's been Rune has... I don't know, because it's hard in these books, because it's hard to know if it's, like, a mate. No, it's not a mate thing. But when, like, Aelin and Rowan kind of, like, mind speak to each other, mm. it's never addressed as, like, are they actually having conversation or are they just, like, looking at each other? Yeah. Because I think Rune does this to Bryce as well at some points. He, like, speaks through her mind. Mm. Whereas with Reese and Faye, right, it's, like, outwardly, like, we're both Daimati, like, we can do this, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. So, like, I don't know if just Rune just has it or, yeah, if it's, like, because of the crystal or, like, maybe the crystal, like, unlocked that power in him or... Perhaps, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, I loved love Rune and Lydia. Like, I shift it. Yeah. Did you have any inkling that it was the hind? Well, not until it was confirmed. Like, you know, when yeah. you think you know and then you're like, ah, whatever. It's just, yeah, yeah after the some big conversations that they have like yeah uh, the hind and the harpy turn up at the bar i'm like oh that's weird 
yeah and then, um hunt uh, not hunt rune and the harpy and all that had that encounter at the equin at the ball yeah that's what i was going to say i was like the weird. only time that like i thought was yeah at the ball when like oh let's meet up and yeah the hind and the harpy are there mm. and then i'm just like oh like surely not yeah was sus from there on out and then once uh when rune was and hunt were captured by um, Mordok and the Harpy and stuff at the end and it was described as oh Rune smells a very familiar scent I'm like ah mm. and then next line yeah. is the oh. find shoves the Harpy and all that type of stuff so yeah but now yeah. I loved it but yeah I love a, a double agent trope as well yeah so good <laughs> but yeah oh it's just gonna be heartbreaking for the next the next book or series of books however many is mm. gonna occur yeah so I think as well I was just reading the next uh I think Crescent City is coming first mm-hmm. and then the next Akatar, but the next Akatar is going to be six months before this oh okay yeah so it's going to be in between like silver flames and this oh the continuity is gonna be so annoying <laughs> yeah because then everyone's like, that's why it makes sense that, like, it's Azriel that finds Bryce. Because if we think about where Silver Flames ends, they're still looking for Koshi and mm. all that stuff. Yeah. He could have been on a solo mission and then found her, yeah. Yeah. Or his shadows would have told her, told him where she was. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Anyway, we digress. Um. So then, yeah, I just have about the finding Emil plotline. Mm-hmm. That he has no powers, he is but a human. He is, it is a waste of time. And he was with the Viper Queen the whole time. Because, of course. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little annoyed that uh, Bryce kind of had the off-screen figuring it out type of moment. Yeah. Like, it was like, uh, really? Uh, are we doing that again, yeah. Sarah? Yeah, please stop with the off-screen. <laughs> but yeah, glad that he ended up being safe. It sucks that he had no Thunderbird powers, but I thought... I, f- I kind of had a feeling he didn't have powers because, yeah, in the prologue, when the Thunderbird was jumping boat to boat, I'm like, there's no way it's the kid. The kid would be too scared and, like, too injured and, you know, malnourished from the from the camp. So yeah. I had a feeling he had no magic. So very glad to for that to have been confirmed. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, just Tharion and his obsession with finding it, like, it makes me a bit more sus of the River Queen, of course, as well. Yeah. And it's like, I get that, like, Tharion just, like, ultimately, like, chaotic good. <laughs> yeah. He, although he did annoy me, this book, unfortunately, my boy. Yeah. I, I just don't understand, yeah, where the River Queen lies as well, because, like, he's trying to get it out of her. Yeah. Obviously, she need, wants... Well, she's obviously paranoid about the Ocean Queen and, like, her sisters and yeah. all that stuff. And she, so she's trying to be on the offensive in case anything happens. Yeah. And if, yeah, and then Therion just wants to do the right thing by a kid. And then it's like... But that mean would then mean dragging the kid beneath. And it's like, oh, don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, poor Therion. Do we want to talk about Therion's blood oath? Yeah, let's just talk about Therion real quick. Yeah. yeah. He has this whole little... He is literally the little mermaid moment. Like, he wants to be yeah. above. Like, he loves technology. I've said from the start, like, he's going to give up his tail. I thought he would um, with the Viper Queen, with their deal, but he said, oh, so long as you have a tub, yeah, can be in for a day, like, every day. Yeah, like, once a day, yeah. yeah. But I think at some point, like, I think it's going to be one of those things where he's on a mission or something and he can't get to water. Yep. And, like, he's, like, it's going to be, like, this decision is made for him. I don't think the Viper Queen will let him go again. Mm. He's just going to be stuck fighting. Unless somehow they make it back, Bryce and all that, make it back to Midgard. Yeah. And they're like, we need Therion now. Therion, yeah. Or or the River Queen. Oh, I suppose it's said that the River Queen doesn't fuck with the Viper Queen, but they might come after him. Like, is he stronger? Like, does he hold the same strength and ability when he's shifted? Or I think so. He just loses the ability to have underwater benefits, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I don't know. Like, I guess it, I like I can't make the decision for him. Mm-hmm. But, like, he hates the River Queen and he hates what she makes him do. And it's like, if you just gave up your tail, yeah. but then, she would have no, like, pre- precedence. Precedence over you. But they still could drag him down. Or just stay away from the water. There. They'll go after him. Mm-hmm. Go travel half an hour away from any coast and they won't touch yeah. you. <laughs> go inland. Go far inland. Go bush. They show up in a puddle. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I don't think they could do that. <laughs> yeah, Therion and the Blood Oath. I love the whole talking about the Blood Oath concept because we know where that comes from. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Therion, you dickhead, you moron. 
Yeah, I like how there's little sprinklings of everything throughout and it's like, we know where this is going. Yeah, for sure. Another reason why I didn't really, Therion had his moments, is, you know, he's trying to get the kid for the River Queen, she's breathing down his neck, we get it, it's a tough gig, working for someone who you don't like and who are of the beliefs that you do not believe in. And he became really selfish about it and that annoyed me. And then he dragged Ethan into it, which I didn't really appreciate, but then he's off on his own adventure, so that's fine. But to then, when he was talking about trading the dragon for her i'm like you idiot why would you do that i understand yeah breathing down your neck but yeah he's very tunnel vision selfish must appease the river queen but it just goes to show how brutal she probably is i mean to be fair like picking rubbish out of the ocean doesn't seem like a bad punishment but obviously to a man it's it's pretty bad yeah but yeah i just i don't i don't like that toxic you know relationship between all of them and like the river queen's daughter one she doesn't have a name yet which irritated me again oh she's just again so irrelevant and she's like starry-eyed about the above but like as soon as therion says one little thing that may offend her she's crying to mummy it's like yeah pissed me off and yeah that whole storyline could get cut in my opinion yeah we don't need we've already established that the that the uh, river queen's iffy because she wants this alleged thunderbird kid for some reason like obviously the topic at hand the blood oath yeah as soon as she like cut her arm or something i'm like oh boy oh no yeah but then i'm thinking like again is this just another situation where like if someone else cut their arm and lets him drink from it like is that gonna break that one well he has to be released first before that happens but i just think there's so many power plays going on and it's too much yeah, I get that. But I also like the description. This book describes blood oaths better than, like, Throne of Glass ever did because it's, like, a, yeah. a, tether, a tether that, you know, pulls him back. Like, he knows that this is as far as he can go because he has to come back to that point. Yeah. Who else was going to have a blood oath but they got stopped? Was it Cormac? Wanted a blood oath to ruin about something, about joining the rebels or something mm. like that. And I was like, oof. So, obviously, blood oaths are not an uncommon uh, thing throughout these worlds. Yeah. Alrighty. Anything else you want to... Although it is going to be sad that he's going to just going to be like a fighter pit boy for the rest of his life now. Yeah. That's sad. Oh, he's well, going to have to fight the dragon, I reckon, one day. Mm, she's going to mm. fry his ass. Grilled, yeah. grilled fish. I want to talk about Prince Aedas. The real Prince Aedas? I mean, because like Regulus disguises him at a point in the book. That's why I thought. But yeah, the, uh, whole, yeah, the whole Prince Aedas and the Princes of Hell... They're interesting. Again, more historical politics is a lot. I'm yeah, I'm so confused about the titles because like there's the Asteri, which is obviously like the overseers. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the um the angels, the legion, like whoever hunt is. Well, archangels and angels. Oh yeah, archangels, angels. But then there's like the Autumn Queen, the Viper Queen, the River Queen, and then like... They're all under the Archangels. Archangels are the governors, and then obviously within the Autumn King, Viper Queen, there's a Senate that represents them. Yeah. I'm just like, why are there so many kings and queens and shit, (laughs) Well, the princes are of their own planet, as we've learned, so... Yeah. Also, I got confused. I thought Aedas was the Star Eater in the first book, because he was described as that, but then in this book... Apollyon, I think, was also a star eater. So I am confused. Yeah. Who ate who? <laughs> True. <laughs> I think Sirius was it Sirius that got eight or someone else? I don't know. Yeah, and then also Sirius and Regulus. Uh, Regulus is well, it's according to his level. Percentage. Yeah, but like I, I know that they're constellations, but it's like Harry Potter already being there, done that, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Regulus and Sirius, I know. Yeah, we know where the inspiration has come from. Yes, but yeah, I don't know, dude. All I know is, yeah, the the Astar, the Asteri, uh, yeah, the overseers, and everyone else are just plebs. Okay. Um. But so I do want to talk about Prentatus for a moment because yes. a lot of people think that hell is kind of like an omnipresent thing across the multiverse as a whole. Mm. And so they think that Aedas has been putting all these things in place among all the worlds for the big bad. I understand that, yes. Yeah, theory. Yeah. But I would like to see the evidence. But to admit like that, yeah, yeah, that makes no sense to me. I would like to see the evidence, please. <laughs> like, And yeah. it has to be obvious end of evidence. None of this like vague bullshit that you later come mm. back to that could easily be missed. And I thought that, like, he would play a bigger role considering the epilogue from the first book. But, yeah, this is what I was saying, like, when I think we, yeah, spoke about last time of the epilogue. I was like, I'm very disappointed 
in that because of him like you know like not when things are about to get so interesting it's like well are you making your move well after we learned what we learned in the book that regulus played Adis a few times could that have been regulus talking to Jessica? yeah true see yeah. now we don't know i know nothing <laughs> but yeah the idea that Adis has been planting all these things to bring to this point again unless there's some extreme obvious evidence that i've missed like yeah and there are people i understand there are people who like you know ta- tab their books and like go through every minute detail obviously i don't have time for that personally all the energy yeah. <laughs> but i need something very obvious like if and uh, if the name was thrown out in akata or in throne of glass and i'd be like ah all right so he's meddled yeah. but obviously yeah obviously the, there's nothing yet but mm. but obviously then through the history that we learn hell is a big power play in this as well so yeah interesting to learn that they actually you know yeah worked with the fae to get rid of the asteri like that's interesting yeah i think yeah the power the big power play that's coming is to get rid of the asteri yes but again at at what cost Mm. so that we're talking about the asteri let's talk about the asteri okay parasites that they are yeah they're just genuinely shit people beings beings yeah entities (laughs) yeah entities but like we being new yeah It was very interesting. Obviously, through Bryce and the Underkings in- encounter, like we learned that the Fae or the Veneer who die, like their light is then kind of pushed through a gate and then like processed energy into the world. And obviously, the Asteria are feeding on that to maintain. Mm. What happens if they get to 100%? It's my yeah. question. I thought it was like a power thing, like they can burst power, kind of like Bryce in recharging her energy, but yeah. like they need that to be able to destroy because they're described as being able to de- decimate planets and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, do they just reset after they've used it? Because, like, obviously, they've had a lot of wars over the over the thousands of years yeah so i don't know but yeah the asteri weird beings this is honestly this gives me allegiant vibes you know from divergent yeah like they're, making it, they're yeah. making it too sciencey away from the dystopian you know what I and mean? then yeah they're talking about how like what they have been through multiple universes and this is like one of the only ones where like they haven't been destroyed or whatever yeah and it's the literal breeding ground Midgard. yeah but yeah, it's interesting. Again, I don't know which prince of the of hell like ate Sirius at this point. Yeah, and it's, but it's interesting. <laughs> it's good to know that they can actually be destroyed. But it's I wonder how because like yeah. even the prince of the pit, they seem or, or those hell princes, they seem like just as omnipresent, just as entities that are as well as the Asteri. So I am so confused about. I can't visualize it. It's hard. It's easy to visualize kind of Regulus because, you know, it's said that he takes the form of a fae boy. So, like, yeah. it's easy to put the being, and I understand how powerful he is and everything due to him blast trying to blast Bryce. But, yeah, it's just hard to imagine them just being. Yeah, and, like, what's the end goal here? Yeah, because, like, what, are you just going to reach 100 and wipe everyone out and start again? Like, I suppose that we're going to find out what's going to happen yeah. after 100%. Maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah, maybe it is, like, a recharge thing, like... At 100%, they are capable of, like, yeah, destroying planets. Yeah. And then, like, then what's the significance of Bryce being starborn? Like, does that mean she has the power to do it? Like... I don't know. Maybe. Because she is almost like a hybrid, kind of. Because, yeah, she feeds feeds off First Light as well in order for her power. See, all these intricate details about the First Light and the Second Light. (laughs) It's too much. (laughs) I don't want to think about it. So, let's just talk about the most important crossover in all of history. So, I'm just drawing a picture and I'm really into it at the moment. I'm just going to finish it. <laughs> or maybe, we'll, we'll, how about, let's save the crossover in history for last because... Okay, okay, well, then I'd also like to talk about... Shush! Where? I'm talking. <laughs> so, so... No. <laughs> so, um, while we're talking about the Asteri and hell and everything, so there's a really important quote and it's Ethan and he says, Hell is our enemy. Is it Aedas laughed? Who wrote the history? And then Tharian says the Asteri. Yep. Hell knows something. And yeah, I think, yeah, this is all just Hell's big plan. But like, only now, really, in this book, Hell is really coming into it. I know in the last book, you know, the gates were open. Wait. So wait, so Micah wanted to really open the gates of Hell. So was he inadvertently doing a good thing? I think of the, uh, well, I don't know, because there's like the different circles of Hell, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe he wanted to open, like, a really big bad one or whatever. But, hey, this is like, nah, like, I'm rallying my army. Like, I'm ready. Right. feel like, yeah, because he, uh, Aedas is the prince of two pits. uh, The chasm and the pit itself. 
Yeah. So, but I wonder what the order. I think maybe it is established, but the order of the levels and everything. Yeah. Hell, yep. It, it's it's gonna be a, one hell of a book. The next one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the other hell prince, Thanatos, Thanatos, or whatever. Like, yeah. I don't get him. I don't get it. There's too many. We may as well, Sarah, you may well have included the other four at this point. <laughs> also, I just realized their holy number is seven, and it's like seven by seven. Where else do we mm. have seven by seven? <laughs> this is true. This is true. I just want to digress quickly, if this is all right with you, Kenzie, with your permission. Yeah. Want to talk about yes, because I'm just up to the crossover now. Those were all my notes. Okay, all good. I want to talk about Ethan and his little journey. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> your reaction is enough. <laughs> if, if we must. I feel like his story could have been non-existent. Just because, much like the witch politics in another book, I don't care about wolf politics. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know, because they've not been that important. No. Up, like, at all in the story. Mm. And you killed off the most important pack, yeah. apparently. We didn't even see the, ro- the the rose pack or whatever it was. I don't even know anymore. Yeah. And there's nothing... Yeah, they're not relevant in this story anymore. Other than just uh, Sabine's disdain and everything. Like, it's funny how, you know, yeah, he got kicked out from his pack and everything. Yeah. Even though the Prime wasn't really aware of it. He still feels so strongly towards, like, wolf values. Like, wolves look after each other. Yeah, but they've done nothing to, like, look after him. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, now he's wanting to fight, uh, you know, free the, the alpha wolf from the astronomer and everything. It's like, eh, I, I don't really care about that. Like, it's That like, was the only thing, and I was like, that's the only thing I cared about. I was like, oh, she's an alpha. And it's like, does that mean that she is going to, like, become alpha or whatever, like... Mm and change all the politics or if she's going to like help Ethan and then the only other thing was like oh maybe she'll become Ethan's love interest yeah that's what I was thinking as well because uh, he has very yeah. much alpha vibes it has been said yeah and obviously we'll see how that goes obviously I, ha- yeah. I haven't read the epilogue yet because I legitimately yeah finished the book an hour ago upon recording this but yeah I don't even remember the epilogue yeah I don't know it just starts off with Ethan Holstorm and I'm like I'll read you later also, just quickly, the whole astronomer and the mystics interaction, like, after mm. that was established, it seemed like every other bugger had a set of mystics on hand, because the Asteri have mystics, and then uh, I think uh, when Lydia was talking to Rune, um, when they were captured... Oh, she's... Sorry, she's related to Danica. Oh, yeah, cause, yeah, the, she's yeah. a fender air. Yeah, that's established. She's a fender air. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. But, oh, yeah, um, Lydia was talking to Rune, and they revealed the... Oh, the Ocean Queen's big ass ship. Like they have mystics on board as well. It's like, where have these mystics been the entire time? Yeah. And the, the whole vibe was creepy as fuck. Mm-hmm. And the astronomer is a sorcerer, could be in ties with another sorcerer that we know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and like, yeah, he has slaves, and who else has a slave? <laughs> I'm connecting the dots that don't need to be connected. <laughs> we are the new spatula girl. <laughs> I'm genius. <laughs> yeah, Ethan's wolf politics, I don't really care about. Uh, astronomer, creepy. What else? I honestly stopped taking notes because I got so into it. And I was like, what's going on? Perhaps we can have a little chat about some other characters real quick that have made an entrance. Mm-hmm. And just thought general thoughts and opinions. It could be quick fire. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we learn of Baxian. He is a yep. hellhound. He was part of Sandriel's triari. Mm-hmm. Uh, alongside the harpy, the hind, we obviously know as Lydia and Agent Daybright. Mm-hmm. Pollux, obviously Lydia slash the hind's lover. But that must really suck for her. Like, having Oh, to this is what part. I wanted yeah, to say. In a lot of these books, I'm coming across a lot of, like, oh, sexual assault. Like, yes, yes. Yeah, like, um, I'm trying to find the word. Vibe? <laughs> undertone. Vibe, yeah. Like, <laughs> undertone. Undertone, yeah, like sexual assault undertones. And it's like, doesn't have to be included. Like, yeah. Even with Celestina and Ephraim? Ephraim? Yeah, Ephraim. The way she described him as like, oh, he's a really nice guy, he's been a good friend, like, this is fine. And then, like, they have an interaction, I think, at the mating thing, and he's like, deep voice, disinterested in what's going on. I'm like, are you contradicting right now? Yeah, and then, like, she's like, oh, like, yeah, we'll make an heir or whatever, like, mm. and it's like, yeah, but... Celestina <laughs> has to emphasize i'm doing this willingly especially in this day and age yeah. like it's we don't need 
uh, sexual assault undertones anymore. Yeah, and then how Lydia's like, oh, like, it's okay, like, I don't mind doing it. And it's like, yeah, but no. you do. Yeah, because you don't want to, yeah, look, not, it's yeah. not great. But I guess it just goes to show it's what you, ha- you do what you have to do in order to keep your identity and your allegiances at bay, unfortunately. It's the part, it's the part you play. Like, I understand. Yeah. I get it. I get yeah. it. And like, not, like, not to mention as well, like, going back to Arabin and Lysandra, because she yeah. was a minor. Yeah. <laughs> Let's give it yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Also, with Sandriol's Triari, 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 whatever, like they all have such cool names, like the Harpy, the Hammer, yeah. the Hind, yeah. and then it's just like Hunt is like the Umbra, the Umbra Mortis, and then Isaiah, and then yeah. fucking Naomi. <laughs> like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> and it seems like all, like the Harpy, the Hind, the Hammer, and even like the Hellhound and all that stuff, or the Hound. Like they all, they're all monsters, mm. and they just seem to be the same. Like there's no real yeah. differential. And also, we had yeah the reveal that the hind Lydia is uh, a double agent. Mm-hmm. But then also, like was it Baxian that uh, that Danica's mate? Yes. Yeah. Like okay, are you a double agent as well? Yeah. But then I think it's implied that like he wasn't until like he met Danica, mm. and then it's like okay, I understand that you got to play this part. But once Danica is killed, do you not come forward to at least Bryce? Yeah. And say, hey, sup, I've been banging for years, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, look, I don't know. Maybe Lydia and Baxian, Baxian had a, a little agreement that, like, she'll give up her, like, her position and he can just, like, be on the inside, continue to be on the yeah. inside. I don't know. It's it's weird. Like, but do they? I don't. Do they even know that each other's a rebel? Well, obviously, Baxian knows kind of. Oh no, yeah. the hind secret is still there because the harpy is dead. Yeah. But like, he knows something, and or or he's keeping it from them as well. But I also yeah. got that Baxian had rebel vibes from the get go. The way he's yeah. he was super nice to hunt, and he's like, I don't yeah I don't fuck with Pollux or anything like that. Yeah, and it's like even if you are like a bad guy, it's like you're not that nice. Yeah. Like just to be like, oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, and then Pollux is just a real creep. And again, mm. they had an actual yeah in altercation where like you know he was about to sexually assault somebody, and then ba- yeah. Baxian's like she said no, and he- and then yeah, Celestina is like fuck this. Yep. Wasn't necessary. Like we already knew that he gave off those vibes. Just the way he handled like is around Lydia, and you know. He's just so gross. I can't wait for somebody to kill him. Yeah. And it's like, I don't understand, like, people can be evil Mm -hmm. without sexually assaulting people. Yes. Like, we get it. (laughs) Agreed. Even the whole, like, Tamlin Great Right thing is still weird. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's still weird. Uh, But yeah, anyway. Things people do for a rebellion or for a cause. Mm. Do you have anything else to touch on? How did you feel about Celestina and Hypaxia? Oh. I love queers all the time. <laughs> Gay pride. Gay pride. Always. It's nearly pride month. So. Yeah, we need to do something about that. Yeah, this is my official coming out to everyone who hasn't already guessed <laughs> that I am <coughs> a bi woman. Fantastic. So yeah, I love it. And I love now in now times in modern society that it's not like a shock and it's not a ploy anymore like and it's never it's not queer baiting and I love when there's just like throwaway moments of like yeah like person like in throne of glass when the two people were mates that worked at mistwood and they were both males yeah and it wasn't like a big thing it was just like he's my mate yeah, and obviously there are already themes throughout this book of pairings that, you know, aren't pairings that are there that are for, uh, not for, like, their own love of each other. Mm. It's for, like, the political and the allegiances, yeah. like Therion and the River Queen's yeah. daughter. Yeah. And obviously, yes, yeah, Celestina and Hypaxia are at two different spectrums of leadership. Yeah. The only issue that I have with it, like, I'm glad that, like, it wasn't, like, made, like, a big thing, mm. but it is, like, they're literally making out in a closet yeah yeah <laughs> like them hiding in the closet i had an issue with while they're having their fun i don't know i think it kind of touched on it but i don't know why like again they couldn't just be like um like oh i'll marry Graham, whatever the fuck his name was mm. um in public but and they'll have my consort and like people know about it like yeah i don't know but i guess hypaxia yeah. being a queen of her own like her yeah. affiliating with archangels is probably detrimental as well yeah but i also kind of found annoying it could be internalized misogyny towards like lesbian relationships in particular but 
Declan was able to get a boyfriend off the bat and show him off, but like the, these these two people had to hide, yeah, hide in the closet. Yeah, like I had an issue yeah. with that. Like, come yeah. on, yeah. Um, but yeah, look, I love that. I didn't expect them to be together again. Yeah, it, it, for, there was a moment yeah. where I shipped Celestina and Hunts. Don't come for me. Yeah, it's re- it's retracted, redacted. <laughs> <laughs> I know when you were saying it, I was like, I can't say anything, but stop. <laughs> Only just because they're so nice to each other, and I feel like they had a good understanding. But yeah, no, yeah. I love it. I hope, although I don't know how I feel about Celestina's kind of betrayal there, because she kind of ratted mm. them out, and then Hypaxia yeah. like adores these people. So like, it'll be interesting. Hypaxia love this... is still kind of like yeah, Rogan because she used to marry Rune. Yeah, if he still lives. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I love the love the relationship. Again, yeah, wouldn't would have liked it not to be hiding in a closet, literally. But mm-hmm. oh well, what can you do? Biggest comfort choosers. Yeah. And then because I think as well in these types of books, like there's no like um like homophobia, like it's not a thing because it's no. like it's it's love or like attraction on a primal level. Mm. So I don't know why it I had think, to be like I think yeah. a lot of the demographic is straight people this is gonna turn into a little bit of a sexuality topic. <laughs> <laughs> is straight people because, you know, Farrah Reese, Nessa Cassian, all these mm. big characters in these books or throughout Sarah J. Mass's books are all yeah. straight essentially bar like more yeah which isn't even explored fully not, not yet, yet. So. so like wouldn't mind a bit more of queer representation to be honest yeah but i guess with the demographic because everyone wants the morally gray men tattooed yeah. men with the ladies it's like in the next like year let's get rid of book boyfriends and just have book girlfriends yeah let's do it or just book partners book partners sure why yeah. not yeah i'll swing <laughs> <laughs> Yep, that was the only issue I had in terms of, yeah. Yes. Yeah, Not much really happened at the Equinox. See, moments like the Equinox and the, the ball, everything, I thought it was yeah. going to be bigger, like something more yeah, dramatic. Yeah, a big was event, yeah. I mean, but uh, although is this where Bryce publicly says that her and... Yeah, uh, yeah. Hunter mates. But that's more yeah, of it's a like, political scale. Where are the consequences? Just Cormac's anger and the Autumn King's anger. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that event I thought was going to be a little bit bigger, a bit more dramatic because mm-hmm. of the whole like you know rune seeking out day as well. Yeah, and then I thought finding Emil was going to be bigger, but it turns out he was just with Five Queen all along. Yeah. Although what I do like, and I think Sarah has picked up on everyone's annoyance, is that it wasn't a complete surprise about the reveal on how Bryce communicated that to her parents. Yeah. She said. Oh, they had a fight and like they apologized through like postcards and all yeah, that type of stuff. And yeah. So obviously that reveal was well known. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of anything else we I want to say before we talk into your theories. Um, I don't know how I feel about Tristan Flynn ogling the dragon the entire time as soon as like she was rescued. Yeah. It's like it's not gonna happen, dude. Fuck off. <laughs> and also just like the three sprites as well. They were they were fun, but it was mm. so sad. And, like, yeah, that story as well. I understand Ethan being a good guy who wanted to steal the sprites and free them, but it's, like, there's a lot mm. of consequence from that now. Good luck. Yeah. And then I think we have to – it's hard as well because of, like, the fantasy of it all and stuff. But he is, like, what, a young guy? Yeah, he's a young adult, like, and drowning in grief. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He needs therapy, my guy. Yeah. But also, like, yeah, his whole story about – um. What's his name? Connor's soul and stuff. It's like yeah, he's that too. dead. Like there's no evidence that his soul is in torment. Yes. So like it's let it go. Yeah, and again that whole storyline as well. It's like he's dead. There is nothing you can do about it unless a necromancer raises him. But as far as they're aware, yeah, at that point, like they didn't know how Paxia yeah. could raise him, and like there was never yeah. an attempt to raise him. So like yeah, and like once you're yeah. dead, like who cares what happened to your soul? Like it's not like the soul can be or like savored. It's not like you can grab a soul and put it in someone else's body at this in this world, I don't think. Yeah, exactly. But maybe he just wanted like just the, the assurance that he's okay, in, even in spirit, in the afterlife. Yeah. But yeah, how fucked up the whole, you die and then you use your energy to charge everything. Ugh, weird. Yeah, and then the Asteria eat you. The Under King has a bit of a nibble. <laughs> Good soup. <laughs> Meeting the Under King at Erd's temple like i thought that was going to be bigger but bryce was able to mm. splish splish them out and then they were they hid in a tunnel and then that was it like yeah there was no great getaway or anything yeah like all right also the hypaxia ethan thing when they were trying to connect with connor's soul like they were left they had like a i suppose little challenge but like that was non-consequential like they made it back to the mm-hmm. apartment fine they were a bit ragged but mm-hmm. why was that necessary yeah. another like qualm it's like 
Hypaxia is what, yeah, like the witch queen. Like, how is she just running around with these people, like, doing <laughs> shit? Like, do you not have, like, meetings to she be She is in? visiting her fiancé. This is true. This is true. A lot of facades happening and, like, yeah, it gets a bit yeah. confusing. And then even with the, the Asteri archives, like, it happened, it's the last literal, like, 50 pages. Mm. Like, there could be more to it, but everything is just rush, 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 rush. Too much fart assing yeah. around... Yeah. Going to the Under King and talking to Jezebar and blah, blah, blah. And then I thought, I think she'll come back into play a big, bit more. But yeah, I thought that, again, Jezebar would have a bigger part in this as well. Like, I was like, is she going to be dodgy? But she just ends up giving yeah. Bryce whatever she wants. Yeah, and it's like, I and I, again, I saw a theory floating around that, like, she's, like, trapped Bryce into, like, some sort of bargain. Ooh. We know how much Bryce likes selling herself to <sighs> save people. Why I mean, you... same, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about, like, the last part. We'll go on into your theories. Okay, so I think both of us going into this. So we had seen the spoiler. Yes, the of fucking the last, Yeah, the last line being, hello, Bryce Quinlan, my name is Reese Time out for a second. Obviously, we've been talking about it a lot throughout this episode anyway but if that name does not ring a bell to you at all please leave yeah. it's okay <laughs> goodbye for those who us who know what's going on feel free to stay but for those yeah. who don't find out on your own accord please goodbye all right yeah go, on. go, go read Akita. <laughs> anyway so yeah so hello yeah Bryce Quinlan. my name is Reesan and I thought because I know how these types of books go I was like it's all gonna be build up and then we're just gonna get that and that's gonna be the cliffhanger but let's talk about the crossover of the century <laughs> better than Endgame if you will <laughs> better than Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness if better, you will better than Spider-Man if you will no not better Andrew Garfield <laughs> is king always <laughs> no um if you will <laughs> So, yeah, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's just going to be like plot, 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 and then, then that. But the whole, what, like, final chapter. So they, like, break into where the Asteria, they're finding out all, like, nomming on people's souls, essentially, and the first light. And then they, like, yeah, realise that, like, the portals can be opened and used. And Bryce is like, yeah, it's very emotional, saying goodbye to everyone. They're all like, long live the queen. Bryce is intending to go to hell, but so she goes through a portal and she ends up in Brithian. She ends up in the night court. Yes, quick question. Yes. So the gate to the portal, the portal and that gate was already connected to Prithian. So, no. I think it was just a portal and all she had in her mind is that she needs help. Okay. And so the portal magic was just like, well, these are the people that can help. A la Braxis to Dorian. A Braxis to Dorian. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So like, like the magic. to like. Yeah. yeah, well, she had the sword, so. Oh, yeah, that's true. And her bloodline, which we'll get into. Anyway, so yeah, so I just took her to the people who could help. So I'm going to quickly just get out some key quotes. I love this. <laughs> I don't know if you want me to say this now, but it was described as like Asriel finding her as she is landed trying to figure out her place. Honestly. Yeah, so this is where I was getting to, but go on. Yeah, yeah it was weird. You know, we now know she's in Prithian, but like she's calling it hell. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's not hell. You're in the Yeah, Lars. she was like, yeah, like hell had grass and mist. Like, yeah, so she doesn't know. Anyway, so I have an itchy face. <laughs> but she also says, I think this is just like, yeah, I think this isn't a connection in any way. I think this is just like a throwaway. But like when she's telling herself to get up, it reminds me of Kale and Aelin Aww. in Throne of Glass. Aww. Yeah. 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 Cute. <laughs> anyway, so it's saying blah, 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 blah. There's pain, something icy and sharp pressed against her throat. A cool male voice spoke above her in a language she did not recognize. She glimpsed black boots, dark scale-like armor over a tall, muscled body, wings, great black wings. And she thinks like a demon's wings. But at this point, I'm crying. <laughs> I was tearing up. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about it now and I'm tearing up already. These fucking bad boys. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and she keeps describing this person as a demon. I'm like, he is not a demon. He is a baby. He's yeah. just a baby. Yeah, so um, he's just a baby. <laughs> The male's face didn't soften as he picked up the sheathed star sword, then just as far as a um, step closer, with scarred hands. Who do we know so that has this scarred is obviously, hands? So it, yeah, so it doesn't name them, but this is obviously Azriel. And then he takes her to uh, the river house. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so the front door in the foyer opened and multiple people rushed in, males and females, all speaking in a strange language. The petite, dark-haired female with angular eyes like furies drew up short. 
Is that her Amarin? red painted mouth dropped open. That's Amarin. Yeah, okay. I just want to establish that. As I was reading, because you were watching me read that page, I'm like trying to figure out who's who. Yeah, that's Am- I'm going to go through them all. Amarin Another looks like Another winged male, broader than the other. Another winged male, broader than the other, swaggered in a pretty female with brown gold hair at his side. So that's Cassian and Nesta. Mm-hmm. She says, like, Prince Adis, the petite, dark-haired female, staggered back a hand to her mouth. Amarin. Amarin knows Adis. I have theories. The female, um, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, um, the female eyed the star sword, looked to the first winged male, Bryce's captor, nodded to the dark-hilted knife at his side. The male drew it and Bryce flinched. What the fuck? The knife could have been the twin of the star sword. Like calls to like. Truth teller is the, is the missing dagger. Truth teller. Uh-huh. Front door opened again. First, a lovely female with the same brown gold hair as the one already standing before Bryce entered. She wore a loose white shirt over brown pants, both splattered with paint. Hello, Feyre. Hopefully her art has improved. And then this, <laughs> the winged, dark-haired male who stepped in behind her. Bryce gasped. Rune. <gasps> the male blinked. His eyes were the same shade of violet blue as Rune's. His short hair the same gleaming black. This male skin was browner, but the face, the posture, it was her brother's. His ears were pointed too, though he also possessed those leathery wings like the two other males. Hello, Reese. The most beautiful human, human, the most beautiful man he's she's ever seen. Um, blah, she's talking. Amarin translated. She wants to know what your name is. My name is Bryce Quinlan. Blah, 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 blah. Hello, Bryce Quinlan. My name is Reese. Quickly, what I find funny yes. is like... Crescent City is set in this modern world, right? With technology and social yeah. media and internet. And yet it's the ancient times to them. It's an ancient place. I know. <laughs> that fucked me up. Yes. Yeah. And like, oh, I'm thinking that like, because like the Asteria started and like yeah. the Asteria obviously like really old, that that's just like the language that they've used. But like at this point, does Bryce have a phone in her pocket? Like imagine she whips that out. Like, yeah. Like they'd go insane. Or and maybe like, let Amarin... me show you all these selfies. Like, <laughs> Amarin would probably recognize it, I reckon. But you know, Amarin yeah, yeah. was able to recognize recognize the language so I, I think you have a theory on Amran. I mean they Amran is not of this world no she is not and she is at least 15,000 years old I believe that was like the number when we met her and everything all right go ahead Karen Z blow my mind please I don't know it's gonna blow your mind but this is just what I've come across and like anyway obviously Rhysand and Rune are related in some way Somehow. Descendants somehow. In some way. So I've seen the spatula girl. She like figures it out. Reesan's <laughs> mother had a sister. So they think that her sister somehow ended up in Midgard. And then so that bloodline carried on. I think Amran is either... I thought she was Asteri. Now I think she's Valg because she knows Prince Aethys. And she needs like a body to... Man- like a physical body to be in, I guess. Yeah, to be in. Yeah. But like it was... But for her, it's just described that she doesn't... When she is in her true form, she doesn't know anybody. But I feel like that's not true for the Valg. Okay, wait for it. Reese has Valg blood somewhere. How? Because his power comes from darkness and shadows. So they just think like somewhere. I don't know, dude. <laughs> My mind is. I'm just right. saying what. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm All just right. saying what I've read. He could okay, be Valg. Um, okay. People are saying that Bryce and Az and Rune are related. Okay, just because of the whole shadows. Shadows. The Asteri described Midgard as like a breeding ground and they've pulled species from different areas or they're putting species from Midgard into different areas. I forget which way it is. Yeah. So like it is very possible that they are of the same Fey heritage. Yeah, and then because of the sword, like they think that like their family heirlooms or whatever. Or perhaps the sword was dumped in mid in Prithian from Thea. Yeah, and then because they knew that, like, if they were both together, so maybe there's a third. Because we love three, a we love we a like, We like three. Yeah. So that and then those all together have the power to to defeat this series. Interesting. And so they dumped them all in different areas. Like a like a, a bigger scavenger hunt than the word keys. Yeah. Which brings me to this as well. So <laughs> why in Throne of Glass is it the word keys that open the portals? Yes. That's my question. Exactly. It seems like portals can be opened through other artifacts, but why do they have the, have keys? Oh no, they also have the the Walking Dead book. Never mind. I'm an idiot. Don't worry. Okay. Oh good. But maybe the word yeah. keys is the one to hell. True. Or like the world between worlds. And now for the most popular, but the most devastating theory is that Rune is going to die. His bloodline ends with him. 
But would his bloodline not also be Bryce's bloodline if they're cousins? No, they're brother and sister. Sorry, I'm an idiot. They're brother and sister. Half siblings. Yeah, because they have this. Se- they share the same. I guess he, she's Bryce. I've tried thinking. I've been doing yeah the mental gymnastics, but maybe it's because he's a man. You know, maybe it's because yeah, like his name would pass on. Her name wouldn't pass on. It yeah. would be Athala. Anyway, so Maroon's gonna die. He, he's probably not gonna die. He's probably not gonna have kids. Yeah, they're in. A, yeah, Hunt and Rune are in a real tricky spot. Hunt has been haloed. Once I was just more. gonna say, yeah, Hunt is. Yeah. Like I don't know how I feel about slave. Oh, slave. I can send you this fan art now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Kenzie saves a lot of content for me until I'm done, then she just spams <laughs> me. It's okay. I'm just a slow reader. <laughs> now, look, quick story time. In March, I bullied Kenzie into reading this series because I was about to start it and she finished it before <laughs> me and it's been two months and I finally finished both. I don't want to think too hard or put too much time and effort into who's potentially related to who because, again, I don't yeah. have that time. But I love what's been served up right now. And I also love the pure, like, reaction that I get when I'm reading and I'm, like, shocked. Yeah, like, tearing up. It's like, we know this this thing and all that as well yeah like if i go too much into it then i'm just like oh if i already know it and i'm like oh okay like i knew it but as soon as alien gets involved i'm gonna be done i'm gonna be so done yeah but yeah perhaps yeah the star sword is a part of another trove yeah has to be there has to be a third item a part of it Maybe the third part of it's in hell. Or could it be Damaris, Brennan's sword? That's what I'm thinking. I also think at some point, Feyre's mother comes into all this. Could you imagine if she was like that high Fae all along? Yeah. Or her ancestry would be Fae? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Because there's lots of clues about it. But... Then, I, then I start doing mental gymnastics of like, so what's the point of the cauldron in the Perithian world? Like. Yeah. But then again, like, because they're all like experimental worlds, like the Asteria could have been like, well, in this world, there's a cauldron. Okay, fair enough. It grants you power and turns yeah. you into a fae. I don't know if I saw anything. So was Perithian? Perithian, they they didn't conquer. And I don't think no, we learned... No, it's a multiverse. Oh, now I'm... Oh, don't add multiverse into what already far out. I'm so sorry. I don't... Now I don't know. God, I like way too many TikToks. Because, yeah, the falling between worlds gives me the parallel vibes, what Aelin did, right? Mm. But then Bryce went through a gate. I don't know. I don't fucking know anymore. <laughs> Too much mental gymnastics. It's all going to be connected somehow. Yeah, you're right. I just said I don't want to put time and energy into yeah. creating everything out. I'm happy to just ah, listen. found it. I'm going to send this to you on TikTok. No, I love that it's finally being connected. It's all good. Brain is frazzled. But yeah, just quickly, I don't know how I feel about yeah, Hunt going from slave to free to slave again. But this slave time, again. slave yeah. with no memory. Yeah. Maybe it's just going to be frustrating because he's probably going to have to hunt her down literally yeah. hunt and like we're gonna be like hunt no yeah maybe we lose a mate see what happens is that because the when it's like hunt knew nothing at all yeah i feel like he's not i don't know if her. that's like i don't know if that's a literal thing as in like not that he has any memories but he's like possessed he could be possessed. no i think it's just like the shock he's just like like nothing makes sense to him anymore like yeah like he's just like like enough. how did i end up like i think it's just like a figure of speech okay there are some theories going around that like they think he has his memory lost of oh no prices oh no i don't like that see, see well i don't know if i like it because we've we've established who he is his personality yeah exactly his like i don't know i think that's too far left field i like the trope ish when it's like someone loses their memory like falls in love again but yeah. we didn't know. Like, she fell first, but he fell harder. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the whole Asteri archive sequence could have happened a bit quicker. Understandable, they're on a time limit and yep. they're in a hurry. But, like, those moments I feel like could have been dragged on a little more. In Bryce's mind, Amran looks like Fury. So Bryce and uh, Amran and Fury could be similar? Because yeah. we don't quite know what uh, Fury, Fury is. is. Yeah. She's just, like, an OP assassin, just like every other fucker in this book. Yeah. All OP. How did you feel about Bryce's power essentially it being a battery that needs to be charged up? I wonder if it's more like reminiscent of like Throne of Glass power where they have to like dig into it. Oh, okay. But in this world, it's described as a battery more so. Yeah, or if she's just, yeah, not aware that she can access it without, like... Because, yeah, it's like when Rowan, like, and what did they all say? Like, when they use it all, like, they need a rest. Yeah, and recharge. <laughs> and recharge. Also, just the language, like, oh, you got to level me up, Hunt. It's, like, it's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. <laughs> it gives me video game vibes from it yeah. as well. Yeah, I don't know if she said it in the last one, actually. I think it might have been this one, when she says, like, to Hunt, like, light it up. Yeah, light it up, Hunt. 
episode. Yeah, times. it's like, ah! See, like, I feel like that's closure now. If she's able to say light it up to someone other than Danica, like, she's kind of yeah. over Danica, yet she, yeah. Danica's name gets dragged through again. Uh, what else? Cormac, he was a cool guy. Honorable sacrifice. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Holding out hope that Sophie was alive, obviously not. Yeah. Uh, any quick kind of theories leading into the next book about what Akatar characters are going to do? I've seen some things that perhaps, because I'd already been spoiled, like things get popped up over the internet, uh, that they might be there just for Bryce to train, her, learn her powers, etc., etc. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a couple I think, of history lessons. Yeah, I think it's going to be Jewel Pov point of view, where it will be like her in Prithian and then like what's going down in Midgard and then I don't I think it's going to be like that for like the majority of the book and I think that like a lot of things aren't going to get resolved until the very end and then I think the end will be like a cliffhanger where like Bryce is like back in her world or whatever and she's brought like Reese and stuff with her yeah. and then they're like gearing up for like that final or battle. They'd, they'd probably have to find a way to be able to portal through. Yeah like, because I think it was going to be four yeah I think it was going to be four books and book three is going to be the lead up mm-hmm. and then book four will be the battle is Aelin going to be involved Aelin oh, I think yeah. At, yeah at some point they need to bring her in because it's been confirmed that so Kingdom of Ash happens at the same time as Silver Flames mm-hmm. and then this book is at the same time as well or just after Silver Flames like they're all within the same timeline so at some point they have to bring her in I think Aelin's going to be a very important character She's because they haven't, mentioned her. they haven't mentioned her in this yet so I'm, I reckon, like, she's going to come in clutch. Yeah, on the stag of the Lord of the North. Yeah, and maybe we'll have some Rowan kids. <laughs> sure. No, no kids yeah. yet. They're too quick with the kids. Okay. <laughs> Everyone's too quick with the kids. One day, okay, just sorry. not now. <laughs> sorry. Uh, what was I going to say quickly? Also quickly established through Danica's research and everything uh, that, like, shifters are fae. So does that mean mm. Lysandra is just a pure shifter? Pure blood shifter? Yeah. Cool. I just wanted that reassurance. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously Tamlin and his wolf thing is a descendant from yeah. blah, blah, blah. I would like to know about like Lysandra's lifespan then. Like is she going to live a normal mortal or like can she just keep shifting back to like a 10 year old? I think she's immortal. I feel like she's immortal. But because of the no magic she got stuck in that form and yeah. then forgot her form. Yeah. Hypaxia, witch things. Uh, it'd be interesting if Manon has an appearance as well you know with mm. the witch things yeah um because they have some witch history and shit that i'm sure they yeah. would love to talk about it really did give me like yeah like iron witch vibes from hypaxia as well not yeah. even though there was no physical descriptions of iron teeth maybe she's a kraken yeah it looks so many things like oh my god i don't even know i can't even i never remember what's going on now <laughs> 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 oh far out we've, we've done so well i think yeah but yeah i ultimately think that like reese and all that are going to train bryce not much the others can do from the other end maybe declan will be able to track her phone yeah in, even in a land where technology doesn't exist yeah that's what i'm thinking like there has to be something like because surely she had her phone in her pocket lydia and rune it's going to be heartbreaking but i ship it to the extreme yes <laughs> mind talk sex like is that just like cyber sex <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Really>? like <laughs> Well, not cybers, but yeah, mind. That's weird. Poor Hunts back in the Asteri. They need to be humbled. Yeah, I'm happy to call it because my brain is fried. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, thanks for listening, following along at home. Yeah. Feel free to hit us up on like Twitter, LetterboxBC, Instagram, Letterbox underscore book underscore club, <laughs> TikTok, Letterbox book club. Let us know all your thoughts and opinions because boy, oh boy, this opens a can of worms. Worms. Just quickly thought about this before. Do you think the third book will be a book, at least from the Akatar point of view, it'll be written in a way where you don't have to have read the other books, do you think? Or is that like impossible? I think, yeah, because I don't think you'll need to know the character's personal histories. Mm-hmm. But I think it'll make more sense for people if you read them. Cool. That's just, yeah. just a thought to the void. Yeah. Cool. Alrighty. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to light it up. <laughs> Alrighty. Toodles, guys. Bye. Bye.